The key is not to prioritize your schedule, but to schedule your priorities. Stephen Covey. Maybe you're tuning in for the first time. Hey, thank you so much. From the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for supporting this podcast, for listening to this podcast. Whether it's your first episode or your 10th episode, I sincerely appreciate every single one of you who tunes in, who listens to this content. I hope it's valuable to you. I hope that you will continue to tune in. Number two, hey, I want to let this podcast be an encouragement to you to maybe pursue something that you're passionate about. This this podcast began 10 short weeks ago with me, Cal, just having a crazy idea of something I was passionate about, something that I wanted to share. And I was like, hey, I, I kind of want to do this. I'm not quite sure. But of course, like any endeavor, when you have a crazy idea, you're kind of thinking about something you're passionate about, all of the things that kind of attack us happened. I started to get fearful about what could happen, what people would say. I started to kind of have those, you know, moments of self-doubt, you know, am I, am I good enough? Can I contribute? Is anyone going to listen? Will, will people make fun of me? Um, you know, and then there's that, that shame that creeps in, you know, the, of your past failures and all that stuff. But hey, I was willing to do it and start it. And here we are 10 episodes in, hundreds of people are tuning into every episode. We've had over 2000 downloads. Things are going well. And I just want to encourage you that if you have a crazy idea, if you have something that you're passionate about, if you have what Charles Stanley says, maybe there's that burden inside of you of something you need to share, something you need to do, some contribution you need to make to the world, I want to encourage you that you are unique. You have unique talents. You have unique gifts, experiences. There is something that only you can offer the world. And there are people that you're going to come in contact that only you can impact. So I want to encourage you that if, don't let fear, that feeling of you're not enough or you can't do it, stop you from doing something great. This podcast is a perfect example of you being able to go out and do something and start something, even if you don't know exactly what it's going to look like, even if you don't have the 100% plan, start now. Don't let the law of diminishing intent take over, That which, which basically says that the longer you wait to do something that you should do now, the greater the odds that you'll never actually do it. So please do it now. The pain of taking action now is gonna be is gonna be far better than the pain of regret later with the you know I wish I had I wish I had done that please do the world a service in doing the things that you're passionate about of going out and taking action on your crazy ideas and here's what I predict will happen I predict that number one when you go out and do that thing you're gonna feel energy you're gonna feel confident in yourself that you kept a promise to yourself because sometimes when you think about doing something when you think about something you're passionate about or you have a crazy idea and, and you don't do it you kind of let yourself down a little bit. But when you go out and you and you confidently take that first step, put yourself out there, make yourself vulnerable, you, you really keep a promise to yourself and that snowballs into other things that you can do and gaining confidence in yourself and your ability to take action. You also are gonna gain clarity. As you go, as you start down that path, you're gonna see things more clearly. People are gonna be drawn to you. 
and you're going to make a difference and it's going to energize you and it's going to be something that's going to make you feel more alive than you've ever felt possible. And I, and I can say that because I'm experiencing that as I'm doing something that I'm passionate about. I'm passionate more than anything about helping people see their potential first and foremost and then helping them go out and achieve their potential. And I believe in each and every one of you, I believe you have something incredible to offer this world and my passion in life is to go out and help you achieve this. Which kind of leads us into today's topic. Today we're going to talk about something. I think today's topic is the most valuable lesson that I've talked about so far on the podcast. Today I'm going to talk about intentional living. I mean, it's part of the name of the podcast. I feel so strongly about this concept of intentional living. It's a foundation for everything we talk about on this podcast. In fact, I was listening to a podcast the other day. It was Ed Milet podcast. It was an interview of John Maxwell. John Maxwell is the number one voice on leadership. He's published and sold, I think, over 30 million books. I mean, he hasn't I mean, obviously published over 30 million, but he's sold over 30 million books. So he's just an incredible figure in the space of personal growth and leadership. And so I was listening to this podcast, this interview that he did. It's probably an hour and a half long interview. And just to kind of give you a sense of how obsessed I am with personal growth, I think I'd listened to this thing probably 10 times. I mean, that's how much I try to pull these nuggets out of the things I listen to and the books I read. But anyway, at the end of that interview, John Maxwell was asked, you know, the thousands of topics that he has written on and he's taught in, he is asked if, if he had two to three minutes to sit down with, with you or with me, what would he say to them? And it struck me that John, Dr. Maxwell, who has all this experience, the one thing he talked about is that he would tell people to live an intentional life. He said that most of us, most of us simply catch our life. We simply just kind of let life happen to us. Most of us don't actually live our life. But he says the key to success, the key to having a fulfilled life is to be someone who lives with intention. And I can relate to that in my own life. I can look back at the times in my life where I was just kind of coasting. And I would say probably the last three to four years, and I'm gonna share some of that experience with you, I've started to live far more intentionally. And I'm telling you, I've felt more alive than I've ever felt before. I feel more focused than I've ever felt before. And I want that same thing for you. Now, first point I wanna make is there is a big difference between good intentions and being intentional. As the, the saying goes, the road to hell is paved with people with good intentions. So if I were to, I mean, take for example, if I were to go and write out all of your good intentions, all my good intentions, and I were to judge your life purely based on your good intentions, man, you would be incredibly accomplished, I'm sure. So would I. I mean, I want to be super fit. I want to be wealthy. I want to make a huge contribution to the world. Those are all my good intentions. But we all know that's not how life works. That's not how we measure our life we measure our life by what we do, by how intentional we are in taking action, not by our good intentions. It's a sad fact of life, but there are people that die every single day with good intentions, with things left undone, with contributions to the world that they didn't make. They had good intentions to do it, but they weren't intentional about putting those good intentions into practice in their life and making it happen. So I want to encourage you today. Today is your life. Today you are writing a story of your life. The actions you're taking are telling a story that someone will tell. It is the legacy of your life. And if you're not intentional, you may never achieve the life that you're capable of achieving. You never may never reach that full potential that you're capable 
of having. So how do we get here? How do we kind of get to this place where, where it's, we even have to talk about intentional living? Why are we not just kind of our default setting is intentional living? Why is this something we have to work towards? Well, I think it's a couple of things. I think you and I, we kind of grow up whether we have good parents or bad parents. I had great parents. I have great parents. And they taught me the best that they know how. They taught me from their experiences, their education, their values. They put me in kind of a school system and they told me, hey, these are the things that are that are important in life. You need to be a good person. You need to be successful in school. Go out and get a good job. Make money so you have a stable household. Go and find a good partner in life. Get married to someone good. Go and raise good kids. You know, Be a successful and contributing citizen of society. And so that's, I think, one thing. Most of us, our parents kind of defined the paradigm of how we look at life. And we kind of allow that to be, that is success. If I kind of do what my parents tell me, if I kind of do what's culturally acceptable, that is a successful life. And so that just kind of becomes our default setting. If we just kind of go down that road, then we'll achieve this kind of amorphous thing that we call success. The other thing that I think happens that contributes to this is that we get used to the standard school system where from kindergarten all the way through the end of high school, and if you go to college through college, we get used to this idea that I sit in a classroom, kindergarten into first grade, I learn stuff. I sit down and someone teaches me things. And then every year I get to go to the next grade and it means that I've grown. It means that I've become, I've gained more knowledge, I'm more mature. And so we kind of get used to that way of thinking is that every single year, as every year passes, no matter what happens, I'm growing. But then we kind of learn that that's not real in life. Once we finish college and we finish school, we're just getting older. A year's passing, but it doesn't really mean that I'm getting anywhere closer to achieving success. In fact, most of us don't even take the time to stop and think for ourselves, okay, where am I going? What is my destination? What is the direction that I'm heading in? And is it the direction that I want my life to be? One of my greatest fears in life is not achieving my potential. Another one of my greatest fears is having regrets. And I think the way that we avoid not achieving our potential and not having regrets is by living a life of intentionality. Okay, so how do we pull ourselves out of this kind of default position of just thinking, of just being passively living life, letting life happen to us and not defining success for ourselves? I'm gonna offer you today two principles, two keys to success on how we live with intentionality. Step number one is take the time, take the time to intentionally think out what is your life mission? What is your life mission? I talked about this on episode two of the podcast, but I want to encourage you today, if you haven't done that, please take the time to think about what is your life mission? What is your why? What story do you want your life to tell? I love how Stephen Covey does this in Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, and this is what I talk about in episode two of the podcast, and it's this habit number three of start with the end in mind. Think about what you want people to say at your funeral. I walk, in episode two, I'll walk you through the funeral exercise. You get out of a car, you show up at a church, you see all these loved ones there, you see all these friends, people from all walks of life, from your community, from, from your work, and you don't quite realize it until you get to the, to the front of the church, but it's your funeral. And then Stephen Covey asks you to, to go and write down what would you want people to say about you at your funeral? What would you want your spouse to say? What would you want your child to say? What would you want your colleagues to say? What would you want people from your community to say, your parents to say about you? And what that does is it allows us, it forces us, when we think about the end game, the end of our life, the story that our life told, it allows us to really hone in on our values. 
and hone on on what do we want our life mission to be. Another person that does this is Simon Sinek. Simon Sinek in his, in his book, Start With Why, he kind of talks about it in kind of an organizational setting, but he also has a workbook that says, Find Your Why. So those are a couple ways that you can go and think about your life mission, but I wanna share with you some parts of my life mission so you have an example of, of something to think about. And this is obviously, this is my life mission as I've kind of worked through and it can be a work in progress, but, but taking the time to do this has a lot of benefits. So let me just share some sections. Here's a section of the eulogy that I kind of wrote out for me. Cal spent every day that he lived loving other people. Cal was selfless and generous. When I was around him, I, I felt heard, I felt loved, I felt encouraged. Cal always saw the best in people. He took every opportunity he had to help people see the best in themselves. So that kind of gives you a, a section of my eulogy. So what you notice there is that it really hits at things that I want people to think about me. I want people to think I'm selfless. I want people to think that I'm generous. I want people to think that I love them well, that I heard them well, that I encouraged them. As I do that, it really helped me think about, okay, those are the things I value. Those are the things I want to focus my life on. And if it's not those things, then I probably shouldn't be focusing on it. And then I, and I wrote down my life mission. My life mission, because I'm you know a follower of Jesus, that's really important to me. That's fundamental to who I am. It may not be fundamental to who you are. That's okay. But for me, my life mission, I, I pulled it from the Bible, from Matthew 22, where Jesus says the, the first and greatest commandment is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and strength. And the second is like unto it, to love your neighbor as yourself. So I kind of have two prongs, if you will, to my life mission. Number one is to love God with all my heart, my mind, and my strength and then to love my neighbor as myself. And underneath that, I've kind of made bullet points. So how can I love God with all my heart, mind, and strength? Well, I can spend time with God. So that, that means you know regular meditation, communication with God through prayer. That's something I have to do. That is important to me. That is my values. Number two, sharing about God. If I love God, I'm gonna tell people about God. Number three, I'm gonna study. I'm gonna spend time learning about what God cares about, his truths, his desires for my life. Number four, I'm going to spend time in service to other people because when I do that, I know that's a way of loving God. And then I get into the second prong of loving my neighbor as myself. I'm going to be generous with my time, my energy, my resources. I'm going to share the lessons that I learn. I'm going to never hold back from complimenting people and encouraging people. Those are just some of the things that are kind of nested under my life mission to love people. And then what I did is I went out and I wrote out a life creed. These are just like principles like commandments, like things that I want my life to be about, things that I want to live by. So I'm just going to give you a few examples so you kind of have a, a sense of what I came up with in my own life. Here's my creed. I live by principles, not emotions. I do the harder right over the easier wrong. I'm intentional about the way I live my life. I will not let fear control me. I'm brave. I'm patient. I'm kind. I'm willing to be vulnerable. I'm honest with myself and others. I admit when I'm wrong. I will not critique anything I don't understand. I will not criticize anyone before I know their story. I'll take initiative. I'll seek first to understand, then to be understood. I'll actively look for ways to serve. I'm not going to put off for tomorrow the things I could do today. I'm going to listen twice as much as I speak. I'm going to always be curious. I'm going to ask good questions. I'm going to maintain a positive attitude. I'm not going to take myself too seriously. I'm always going to look outward where I can help other people. I mean, those are just a sense of some of the things that I came up with as my creed. And the truth is, when you find your why, when you find your mission, it helps you find your way. So there are, there are a lot of benefits to taking the time to do this. And I'm just going to highlight a couple of them to encourage you to go and do this. Go and make a life mission. Go and make a creed. Go and write your eulogy. Think about your values. When you know your life mission, it saves you time. All of a sudden, 
you and, I, and I've experienced this in my own life. When I when I took the time to do this, when people invite me to do things, when opportunities present themselves, it allows me to clearly say yes if it's something that's in line with my life mission and my values. And if it's not something that's in line with my life mission and values, then I say no. And it's easier for me to say no because I know that when I say no to that, I can say yes to other things that are in line with my life mission and my values. So I've already done the hard work up front. So whenever these opportunities present themselves, I can clearly save myself time by, by living a more focused life. Number two, it eliminates regrets. At the end of your life, you're, you do not want to have said that you spent so much time doing things that didn't fit with your life mission. You don't want to get to the end of your life and say, oh man, I wish I had. I wish I did. I had these great intentions to be. No, you're going to be someone who actually took the time to think about your life mission and then took the time to live that out in an intentional way. Also, when you have clarity, it makes you attractive to other people. People are drawn to people that are living with purpose. As the designer, artist, and consultant Loretta Staples said, if you're clear with what you want, the world responds with clarity. So I want you to encourage you right now in the middle of this podcast, if you have not done this and you're not driving or you're not, you know, if you're in a place where you can, you can stop for a minute, take a, take a computer, take a notepad. I want to encourage you to take, it doesn't take long, take 30 minutes, take 15 minutes if that's all you have and just start jotting down your eulogy. What do I want people to say about me? What do I, what do I value? What, are my, what is my creed? What are, what are the things that, that I want people to say about me? What do I want my spouse to say about me? What do I want my children to say about me? The people that I work with. And let that guide you and continue to work on that. Because I think that as we have a life mission, if we want to live intentionally, we have to start with the end of mind, as Stephen Covey says. So number one, key to success in living intentionally is having a life mission, being clear on what your life values are, and living intentionally that way. Number two key, the last key for today, have a plan for personal growth. If you're going to grow, if you and I are going to grow, we have to be intentional. In the book, As a Man Thinketh, James Allen says that people are anxious to improve their circumstances, but they're unwilling to improve themselves. They therefore remain bound. I love this. So in John Maxwell, he has, uh, there's two books that I kind of pulled um, some of this stuff from, but in his book, Intentional Living, and in his book, 15 Invaluable Laws of Growth, he tells this story. So he's in his mid-20s, and he meets this man. His name is Kurt Kampmeyer. Kurt was an associate with a Success Motivation Institute out of Waco, Texas. I think at the time, John was up in Ohio. But he had, he had heard Kurt talk about the principles of success on multiple occasions. And so Dr. Maxwell, John Maxwell, wrote a letter to Kurt asking him to meet. And so they met for breakfast one morning. So John's sitting there, he's eating his eggs, and, and Kurt asks, John, hey, what is your plan for personal growth? <laughs> and John said that he was kind of taken aback because he had never been asked that question and he didn't have a good answer. So he, he, he tries to kind of fake an answer, but, but it was clear to Kurt and eventually, you know, John confessed. He's like, look, I got to be honest, like I don't have a deliberate plan for my own personal growth. And John says that that's when he ended up buying this growth kit, spent all of a month's pay on this growth kit. But that investment and in his personal growth is incredible now looking back what he's been able to accomplish by doing them. And I can relate to that. And my own journey of personal growth, I mean, I went to West Point, I did all this training. I mean, I'm fairly well educated, 
But my journey with personal growth, I never really got intentional about personal growth until about three and a half, four years ago. I had a friend, I was moving from Virginia to Texas and I was talking to one of my good buddies and I told him I was gonna have a commute of about 45 minutes. And he told me, he said, hey, you know what? I just got done having a commute and I was amazed by the amount of books I was able to read. I mean, he told me he read you know, 30, 40 books over the course of several years just by having that commute. And it hit me. I was like, wow, I am not being intentional about my own personal growth. I have not been reading. So what an opportunity this could be for me to begin to be intentional about my own personal growth. Three and a half years ago, I started doing that. I had a 45 minute commute each day. I'm on the road for an hour and a half each each day. And I consume podcast after podcast, book after book, sermon after sermon. And I can tell you, my growth in the last three and a half to four years because of that, because of being intentional about doing that. I didn't want to do it every day, but I did it most days. And by doing that, I can tell you, it's addictive. I mean, you become, it's like you're, it's like you're tapping into the secret sauce. I mean, you, it's like you have this secret information about how success, how, how life success can happen and you just can't get enough of it. You're like, oh my gosh, I get, give me more. Give me more on how I can be better. Give me more on how I can achieve success in my own personal life and character and growth. So, I mean, take for example, if someone you knew, let's say it's your son or your cousin or your, a good friend of yours were to say, hey, I want to become the absolute best baseball player I can become. I want to go get a college scholarship. I want to play in the, the major leagues. What would you do? What would you tell them? What advice would you give them? you would probably be very intentional. You would say, hey, you need to be intentional about the way you train. You need to go out and create a training plan. You need to practice every single day. You need to practice most days. You need to surround yourself with great baseball players and coaches. You would tell them, hey, go compete on the biggest teams. Make yourself better, challenge yourself. You would tell them to be intentional about becoming a great baseball player. It would be silly to think that just because that person was was getting older and each year's passing that they would become a better baseball player yet we adopt that mentality in our own life about our own personal growth most of us if we're honest don't have an intentional plan about how we are personally getting better as people we've all seen leaders who have arrived at positions that they honestly just weren't qualified for and it was like their position outpaced their growth and a lot of times that leads to just catastrophic results. So by developing a plan of personal growth, we then are deliberate about preparing ourselves for whatever opportunities come. You can focus on goals or you can focus on personal growth, but by focusing on personal growth, you're going to achieve those goals. So I want to give you some practical tips just from my own experience of how you can develop a plan for personal growth that really works. Number one, I think the keys are three things. One, it needs to have some element of reading or listening. So that's key number one. It needs to have some element of reflecting, journaling, whatever that may be. And then it needs to have some element of sharing what you're learning or of teaching it. I love what Warren Buffett and Bill Gates said in response to a question of what, what superpower they would pick if they could have any superpower in the world. Both of them responded with the same answer. They would pick the ability to read super fast because they understand the value of being able to read, the value of, of consuming from all these incredible people out there that have written about their experiences, that have written about their life. There's that old saying that not all readers are leaders, but all leaders 
our readers. So lead yourself by going out there and becoming an avid reader. Be someone who consumes. It's, what it allows you to do is allows you to have all these incredible mentors, people you may never meet, but you get to benefit from all the knowledge that they have. I want to encourage you to go out and become a reader and become someone who reflects and then become someone who shares your experience, whether you're sharing it with your spouse, sharing it with people at school, whether you start a podcast, whether you write a book, whatever it may be, have a, have a way to read, to consume, have a way to reflect, to journal about what you're learning or to take notes on what you're learning and have a way to share. Because when we, when we read and we consume to share, that's one of the beauties of this podcast. When I read books now, I am thinking about how can I then share that information with other people. And it allows us to, to really consume things on a deeper level. And then whenever we teach things, it, it becomes even more ingrained in our brain and how we think about things and allow us to, to really just transfer that to other people. I want to encourage you when it comes to developing a personal growth, this is a practical tip, is don't wait until you feel like it. Just be someone who does it. You're never going to feel like it. But the, but the cool thing is that a lot of times when we do it, all of a sudden then we feel like doing it. It's kind of like running. Sometimes I, sometimes I don't want to run. But then when I go run, I feel like running. And the more I run, the more I feel like running. It's like what Harvard psychologist Jerome Bruner says. He says, you're more likely to act yourself into feeling than feel yourself into action. One of the things I often hear when it comes to reading is that the biggest excuse is time. I just don't have time to read. I hear that all the time. But I want to encourage you to be smart about the way you read. Be, be someone who, who listens to audiobooks, listens to podcasts. Be someone who, while you're running, while you're working out, while you're doing other things, have that go, playing in the background. That will help you maximize the time that you have. If you're out mowing along, listen to a podcast, listen to an audiobook. The other thing that I've personally found is that in order for me to find time to read, I gotta eliminate. And the two biggest things that I've tried to, that I've eliminated that have really helped me find time to read is one, TV, TV, Netflix, Hulu, whatever it is. And then number two, social media. I try my best to just to, to cut that out when I get home so that I can read. Another thing, if you're a slow reader, be willing to invest in buying the book and then buying the audiobook so that someone can actually read it to you. It helps you stay stay a pace, keep moving, and then be smart about the way you read. You don't have to read every word of every book. If it's a personal growth book, grab the things that mean the most to you, take notes on them, and then teach them or share them with someone. And be willing to invest in yourself. A lot of people make the excuse of, oh, I don't want to buy books, that's expensive. This is an investment in yourself. It promises you it's going to pay dividends and the amount that you are willing to achieve in your life when you focus on personal growth. I love what Bruce Springsteen says. He said, a time comes when you need to stop waiting for the man you want to become and start being the man you want to be. John Maxwell says in his book, Intentional Living, intentional living sees many possibilities. Intentional living always has an idea. Unintentional living always has an excuse. Intentional living fixes the situation. Unintentional living fixes the blame. Intentional living makes it happen. And unintentional living wonders what happened. Intentional living says, here's something I can do. Unintentional living says, why doesn't someone else do something? Guys, imagine the end of your life. Imagine your full potential. Imagine having fewer regrets about your life. That's the dream I have for you. And I think you can achieve that by living with intentionality. I believe in you. This world needs the best you, the most focused you. There's someone out there that only you can impact and there's something out there that only you can do. 
So for the sake of a better world, I encourage you today to be intentional. Take the time, number one, to go out and write your personal mission statement. Think about that. Reflect on that. Allow that to provide clarity to you in the way you live your life. And then number two, make a commitment to developing a deliberate and intentional plan for your own personal growth. Don't be someone that gets stuck with good intentions. Go out and tell and write a beautiful story for your life that people can tell about the incredible impact that you make. Life is short. Let's make it count.